superpowers on the Super Power Up Podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sex, Love, and Superpowers. I'm your host, Tatiana Berende, and today we are going to be discussing how to start loving yourself when everything hurts with Joy Chang. Joy is known as the self-love luminary. I'm really, really excited to have her with us here today. She's a certified professional coach, a mentor, healer, and circle facilitator. She's also a trained yoga teacher and the best-selling author of the book, The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love, which is about her personal journey of healing herself naturally from depression through self-love. She is the founder of Illuminate Yourself and the CEO of Joy Chang International. And Joy is passionate about helping women love themselves so they can live their best life possible. She believes that when women heal, the world heals. And I could not agree more. I'm so excited to have you with us today, Joy Chang. Thank you, Tatiana. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Absolutely. So I'm going to start off asking you the question that we at Superpower Experts believe everybody should have an answer to and does have an answer to. And I'm excited to hear yours, Joy. What are your superpowers? So my superpowers, I mean, one of my gifts is definitely being a healer. So I would say that is a superpower that I have, um, being able to help people heal um, their whatever it is that they're struggling with, whether it's physical, you know, emotional, spiritual, mental, um, or help them manifest whatever it is that they're looking to bring into their life um, and really helping people to see the truth of who they are. Mm, mm, beautiful. Um, so I, I really, I'd, like I said before, when we were talking right before we came on, I, as I was sort of feeling into you a little bit, I, I got this sense that you really have a lot to give in, in helping people who might be starting out on this path of realizing that self-love is important and that something that they need to integrate more in their life, but they have no clue where to start. Um, I would just, I would love to hear a little bit about your own journey with that and, and how you might start somebody in this process. Mm, Yeah. So my journey began when I was in my 20s. Um, I went through this really dark period where I was struggling with depression um, and even suicidal thoughts. And, um, you know, it was a really hard time, confusing time and um, difficult time in my life because everything seemed like, you know, my life seemed like it should be good, like I should be happy because I had, you know, a good job and I had family that cared about me and friends and a boyfriend and Um, You know, and so I didn't understand why I was feeling that way. Um, And then I ended up in an abusive relationship. Um, And then that's when I realized that, you know, I really didn't love myself and I needed to learn how to do that. Um, And so I made the decision to end that relationship and start learning how to love myself. Um, And then things started, you know, showing up in my life to help support that. So um, one of the things that I did was I joined this Facebook group called 100 Days to Self-Love. And um, we, you know, the goal was to post one thing that you love about yourself every day in that group. And at the time, I was like, wow, I don't know if there's 100 things that I could really love about myself, you know, and it felt like this big stretch for me. But I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it. And, you know, I ended up finding over 100, like 365 things to love about myself. I just kept doing it. And, um, and of course, now I know that there's, you know, an infinite number of things. Um, And so, that's a one, you know, really simple but super powerful practice um, because I think that it really starts to shift our mind 
you know, the thinking in our mind because we tend to have really negative thoughts about ourselves, right? Um, so it really begins to shift that thinking so that we start looking for the positive um, things that we love about ourselves. Yeah, retraining the thoughts, right? That's such an important part of the process. I think we, it's, mm-hmm. easy, it's easy to think that those thoughts are just who we are and how we are. And it's almost like we, if we, before we start becoming aware of them, we, we're not, we, not even, we don't even notice that that's what's happening, right? So to, mm-hmm. to start that retraining process, I think is, yeah, you're spot on with that. It's very important. Um, I am curious if you feel comfortable sharing in this format a little bit of the process of what it was like for you realizing, A, that you were in an abusive relationship and then what were some of the first steps that you took to get out of that? Because that, that's really hard for a lot of women to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, just to be clear, like I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, of course, that, that's usually how it begins. And, um, you know, I think first, obviously, it's the awareness. Um, and, you know, thankfully for me, I had this level of consciousness where, you know, when my, my ex was saying these things to me, I knew that it wasn't about me. Um, because I felt like what he was saying didn't really match with like, what I, what I had done or said to him, you know, and so I knew that it was like, there was something else going on. And we actually he found out while we were together that he had been abused by his mom when he was a really little baby. Um, like he was thrown against the wall and his mom admitted that. And he had also, you know, it sounded like he had negative experiences um, from previous women in the past who he felt were taking advantage of him and like all of the stuff that he kind of projected onto me. Um, and so, you know, but thankfully I didn't take it personally because I think a lot of times it's easy for us to take things personally, right? And to feel like, oh, if, if someone does something to us, oh, that means there's something wrong with me. Um, and then that's when, you know, it's really hard to, um, it can be really hard to get out of that situation because we start really internalizing that. Um, and so, um, you know, but it did take me, I mean, we were together for four and a half years on and off. And so it took me a, a while to really make that decision. Um, and one of the things that helped was when I went to this um, seminar called Matrix Energetics, which is the healing, one of the healing modalities that I do with my clients. Um, and that really opened me up to possibilities. Um, there was something that, you know, we did where we were just really getting curious about things. And so it made me start questioning these beliefs that I had because I had started putting conditions on my happiness. Um, I had beliefs like, you know, if I get married, then I'll be happier. Or if I was single, I'd be miserable. I had this fear of being alone. And so I would stay in these long relationships with these men that I wasn't really happy with. But I felt like, well, you know, it's better to be with them than not with them because I felt like I'd somehow be more unhappy by myself, Um, which, of course, you know, goes back to like childhood things. But um, but yeah, and so it was really making that decision. And when I started questioning those beliefs, I said, you know, how do I know that you know, when I get married, I'm going to be happier because I'm sure there's lots of married people that are unhappy Um, And how do I know that when I'm single, I'm going to be miserable? Like, what if being single was the best thing that I ever did? Um, And so really, like, those questions opened up space for something different, you know? And so it gave me the courage to say, okay, you know, I'm going to break up with him, like, finally, because we had done it back and forth for a long time. And um, and I was like, this time, you know, I'm really, like, committed to ending this relationship and learning how to love myself because I obviously don't because if I did... I wouldn't be continuously in the situation, you know, and I talked to my friends a lot about it. And of course they were like, I don't understand why you're with this guy because, you know, 
like I would tell them all the bad things, but of course it wasn't all bad. And honestly, like I went from this space where I was really angry at first and then I really became like grateful because, you know, we went through so much and learned so much together and he helped me learn about my healing modality and he opened me up to, um, he introduced me to like raw foods and vegan and um, I mean, so many things that really helped my life. Um, and so I have nothing but gratitude now for, for him and for the experience. Mm. And that's so powerful when we can when we can walk through those really challenging times and see the gold in them. I think that's a huge practice in and of itself. Uh, we are gonna we're gonna take a quick break, but before we go to break, I would love for you to just tell people how they can find out more about you and your work. Yeah, so um, they can go to my website, which is joychang.com. Um, so that's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. Great. And there's a lot more information about Joy there. We've been talking about how to start loving yourself when everything hurts with Joy Cheng. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will dive deeper. So stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, we are back. Um, Joy, I would love to hear you share a little bit more about the, you know, who comes to work with you and why and what kind of what kind of work you you do with people. Yeah. So, um, you know, women come to me for really different reasons. Um, Sometimes it's around relationships, you know, challenges that they're having or emotional issues. Um, And sometimes it's around, you know, things that they want to create in their life, um, bring into their life, like a partner or business. Um, They want to start a new business. Um, And so I really help them to create, you know, the life that they desire. Um, And so I have done that in my life, and it really um, inspires me to be able to help others to do that as well. Beautiful. And so um, when I asked you what you were most passionate about, uh, you told me that one of the things you were most passionate about was empowering women to fall in love with themselves so that they can speak their truth and own their sexuality. And I would love to hear more about how you see the importance of the relationship between being empowered, sort of what that even means and, and what the relationship is to sexuality. Sure. So um, to me, being empowered is, you know, being willing to speak our truth, being willing to um, be vulnerable um, and to ask for what we need um, to, you know, have those boundaries um, as well with people in our life. Um, And, and yeah, understanding, you know, what it is that we need, because that's the first step is a lot of times we don't even know what it is that we need, um, especially as women, you know, we tend to always think of other people first and, and give to others first. Um, and so um, that's what, you know, the first thing is in terms of being empowered and then um, how that relates to our sexuality. Um, for me, it's really about, um, you know, understanding that we are sexual beings and that, you know, it's okay to 
express ourselves in that way. Um, and so in my book, I have pictures, you know, of me um, from a boudoir shoot that I did. And, um, you know, I had a, a lot of fear, honestly, when I um, posted those pictures up on Facebook. And um, but I knew that I just needed to own that part of myself because it's actually a big part of who I am. Um, and, you know, I got a couple people from uh, my life who've known me a long time who, you know, were just like, so why did you decide to add those in your book? And I was like, honestly, like, I just felt like I needed to include them because it was an authentic expression of my sexuality. Um, and, you know, I think that it may not be everyone's expression, but for me it was. And I wanted to inspire people that, you know, maybe that is their expression as well, but they're afraid to really show, um, to own that, that part of them. And so, um, yeah, so that's why I did that. And, and it feels good to, you know, because I think we don't have a lot of models of healthy sexuality in the world. You know, we tend to see like, I mean, all these, um, these advertising, but it's, it's like sex is still something that there's so much shame around, you know? Um, yeah, totally. And there's a lot of confusion around. I mean, and I love that you're naked on the on the cover of your book. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I mean, you talked earlier about vulnerability sort of being a part of, of that empowerment journey, which I think is so, so key and, and really tied into being willing to, I mean, that's, and, and it's not that everyone has to get naked in front of people in order to be vulnerable, but that, you know, it sounds like was a really important part of your journey and your willingness to be vulnerable, not only maybe emotionally, um, but to actually be vulnerable in that way of showing up physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I have so many people that will say, wow, that's so brave. Like they look at my cover and they tell me like, that's so brave of you to be naked on your cover, you know, and I, what I say to them is, Honestly, like that it was brave, but it was even braver for me to be naked in my book. You know, I really feel like I bear my soul in my book. Um, it's pretty much my diary in the world. And so um, it just felt like I was imagining what my cover was going to be. And I'm like, it just wouldn't have that same effect to me if I had clothes on on the cover. You know, it really was a reflection of what my book is about. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm really glad that you named that, that piece about vulnerability, because I think that so often we we can get stuck in this idea that to be strong means sort of like closing off emotionally showing up with that warrior energy um and sort of pushing through but really for me i i completely agree with you the the bravest acts that i have ever done have involved being willing to be authentic and open in expressing what i'm feeling Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a skill that takes a lot of practice. What, what would you, what would you recommend to somebody who maybe doesn't have a lot of practice in doing that? I mean, you, you, you did identify that a lot of us don't even know what we want. I think it's also true that a lot of us don't even know how we are feeling. Mm, yeah. Um, so I would say that I mean, there's, you know, a lot of things you can do. I mean, one of the things is really identifying it through your body. Like, where do you feel? That, like, what are you feeling in your body? Because that's really where feelings reside. You know, emotions um, live. And so um, being able to, to locate that. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, allowing ourselves to even feel our feelings is something that a lot of us don't do because it's scary. You know, it's so much easier to live up in our heads and, uh, than to really live in our bodies. 
So, and then another thing that, you know, has been so um, helpful for me has been women's circles, um, you know, a space where I can be vulnerable and really share what's on my heart and not be judged and not be given feedback or have someone try to give me advice, like try to fix me, you know, because really there's, like we hear this, but it's true. It's like, there's nothing wrong with us. You know, we're not broken. Um, it's really just like uncovering all the things that we've learned that aren't true about us. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I found such, there is a potency that happens when women gather in sacred space together. Um, I found a lot of healing for that myself. I lead women's circles um, here out in Massachusetts and um, it's powerful. There's, there's a, a magical alchemy and there's a, there's a safety that takes place when you show up in the fullness expression of yourself and whatever whatever that looks like that day in that moment, whether it's joy or pain or anger or frustration or somewhere in between. Um, but I think there's something that's really, really powerful when we get to see one another in all of those varieties um, mm -hmm. because it normalizes it. Right. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest power for me in the circle is realizing that we really truly are all the same. You know, it's like you hear someone, another woman say something, and you're like, wow, I thought I was the only one that felt that way or thought that way, you know, and um, so it makes you realize that, you know, you're not alone in your challenges. Yeah, and I, I think this is, this is why it's so important to you know, we, we can't do this work in a vacuum. We, we, we need to work with other women, with other people, with other healers, because we, we get to a certain point in our, in our evolutionary journey and we can't necessarily see what the next step is. We don't, we don't know where to go from there. Um, and yet when we circle with women or when we work with other, with other people who have gone through that journey and they do know the next step, that's, that's how we do this, right? Yeah. Yeah, community is so big, you know, and especially with my story and being in that space of depression and, you know, and, and really like considering ending my life, that's what helped me is finding community and even a virtual community. You know, I mean, physical, there's nothing like being in the physical, but you can find a lot of connection in a virtual setting as well. Yeah, I think, I think we're seeing that. Um, I mean, that's what we do over here at Superpower Experts. That's, that's the the point that's what we've created is a, is a virtual community for people to go deeper in these concepts of consciousness and and you know oftentimes it's like uh at least in spe you know we have these we have these other senses these other experiences that we might think that if we tell other people they're going to think we're crazy and that's sort of the <laughs> spe is a safe place for you if you think that you know oh, if i share this experience with someone they're going to think i'm flipping nuts you know this is a safe place to share it and be like oh yeah me too oh yeah and then I did that time travel thing and you know all right all that. Um, so yeah that that community and even in a virtual way is huge I do believe and I will always firmly believe that there's something that's so powerful about connecting in the physical um, and when you run your circles are they are they virtual or are they physical or are they both um, so I've actually done the physical circles, but I um, am considering the virtual as well because I'm really expanding my business and wanting to reach as many people, you know, as possible around the world. So, yeah, it's been physical, um, but that's where it's headed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how we, 
how we do this sort of weaving in and out. I think we're in a really interesting time right now when it comes to mm-hmm. doing this healing work. I used to think that it all needed to be done in the physical and I've had some really powerful experiences both on the receiving and the giving end, um, not being in physical time together. I mean, it's kind of like how you and I are talking right now. Mm-hmm. We, can't, we can't see each other and yet we, you can still feel a resonance. We can still be in communication. Um, and yeah. I think we're kind of we're kind of evolving to learn how to utilize this technology in a kind of cool, new, interesting way. So it will yeah. we need to see where we head with it, right? Yeah, and I will say, I mean, I haven't led circles in a virtual capacity, but I've definitely been in circles in that way. And it is so amazing, especially with technology and with Zoom and the video feature. I mean, it, it feels like you're almost together in the physical space. You know, with, without the touch, of course, um, which is so important. I think so many of us don't get enough touch in our lives. And so um, that's another thing that's been so healing with me and being in women's circles is that we, you know, sometimes we'll give each other massages and, you know, just lots of like hugs and um, holding hands. And that in itself is so healing. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think there's a, there can be a lot of, it can be uncomfortable um, when you start out in this work the touch can be really uncomfortable. And I think it's because a lot of us have experienced certain levels of trauma where we're not even actually in our bodies. And so touch activates that sensory awareness of body. And it can be really scary for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, for sure. I yeah. mean, I spent so many years of my life, you know, not being connected to my body and I didn't even know it. You know, it wasn't until I discovered my healing um, modality that you know, I was, I was at the seminar and they're like, so you're over there, like you're out here, you know, like in this corner of the room or something. I was like, oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Because I had no idea. I thought I was in my body. You know, I thought that our bodies were where we lived, but I didn't realize that our bodies are just such a small percent of like who we truly are. You know, we have no limits. Like we're just these huge, like energetic beings. And yeah. And so it's, um, a lot of times safer for us not to be in our bodies because we probably experience trauma that we don't even know about. Um, you know, I don't know how you feel about previous lifetimes, but you know, I do believe like in, in that kind of stuff. And so I think that there are things that we've probably gone through in other lives that, um, that still affect us today until we realize that and heal that stuff. So. Yeah. And I think we are, um, you know, I, that's a, we don't have enough time to get into that conversation. Right. <laughs> um, although I would love to, it's a conversation for another time and it is one that we have inside of SD often. But um, yeah, I think we're, we're doing a lot of healing work. Um, I, I often talk about it on the collective level right now. There's a lot of work that we're doing. We're healing ancestral lineage. We're, he- we're healing past life experience. We're healing collective wounding and trauma um, that we're carrying. Um, as these different cultures, you know, either as women or as people of color, there's like all of these different subgroups that have this collective ancestral trauma that we're walking around with that we are right now today in this, in this world right now, this is what, this is the stuff we're working. And so Mm -hmm. it can, it can definitely show up and present like, this is my personal individual journey that I'm walking with this stuff. And And just like your partner who, you know, he was playing out trauma that happened to him as a baby. And for a mother to do that to the baby, there's probably some trauma that she was playing out that maybe her mother was playing out. It's like we're healing these lines going way, way back when we do this healing work on ourselves right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
I just want to say thank you. Um, we were unfortunately out of time, but I want to say thank you again for the work that you're doing in the world, for showing up um, to talk with me today about it. And again, you can find out more about Joy at joycheng.com. That's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. And check out her book, The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love. You can find that on Amazon. Um, Joy, is there anything you want to you wanna say before we, before we end today? Yeah, if you go to my site, you'll also be able to sign up for a free gift that I have for your audience. Um, it's called the Seven Day Self-Love Challenge. And so if you sign up, you'll get seven practices, one practice a day, um, an email a day that will share that practice with you. Um, and these are practices that I did in my life that were super powerful for me um, in really cultivating that deep sense of self-love. So um, I would love for you know everyone in your audience to go ahead and sign up for that because I think that it could really make a difference in your life. I mean, it could literally change your life because it did for me. So yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.